What's up? Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of The Volley Effect, where we explore life's pivotal moments. Good morning, Hannah. Good morning, Dee Dee. It's like for real early. It's for real morning. Like I, legit. Yeah. Like I'm still half asleep. Yeah. Like I took a peak train. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, that's the thing. I haven't had a lot of like required in-person things in the city. And so being on the subway with all them people, it's yeah. more like, oh, what is this? Mm-hmm. Someone coughed. I was like, that's oh. not allowed. <laughs> no. Like walked away from her. I was like, I don't care if your feelings are hurt. I'm still trying to survive the winter. I know. It's cold. It is cold. Yeah. But that's okay because we're grinding it out. We're heating things mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Feeling good. Yay. How are you this morning? I'm good. Excellent. I'm good. I'm excited about our guest. Me too. I me know. too. Well, to warm it up and just roll with me because okay. I really, I, I had a little bit of coffee, but that's all I'm going on in about mm-hmm. four hours of sleep. So listeners, if it's a little raspy, just bear with me. Mm-hmm. But my mind is is still firing off. I have a question for you, Hannah. Yeah. What do you think in this, I don't know, today's society, blah, 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 is a very underrated virtue? Oh, my gosh. A very underrated virtue. And it could be anything, like uh, a skill, a characteristic, a color choice. Like I was at the farmer's market and this girl had on an orange hat and somebody complimented her on it. She's like, I think orange is such an underrated color. Oh. And I was like, you know, I think you're right. We had like a whole little conversation about orange, but anything. Gosh, wow. Maybe I should take the questions before we start next time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I I like the spontaneity. Um, uh, I think, well, you know, in our episode, in our previous episode, we were talking about a little bit about intuition, Mm -hmm. right? So I think really listening to your intuition um, can be powerful. And sometimes people aren't like literally taught that they should listen to their intuition at all. At all. You know, at all. Listen to what your mom says. Listen to what your teacher. But, like, there is an inner wisdom, I think. That's good. Thank you. That's so true. Like, they, they, everything is intellectual or cerebral Mm. or about obedience. Mm -hmm. But the, you're you're so right. Thank you. I could not agree more. Thank you. Um, I could fire a question to you. Yes, go ahead. So you're going to introduce our guest, but Uh we're going to be talking all things art, fashion, beauty, Mm -hmm. and on on those topics, I wanted to know what type of art do you like to surround yourself with? Like if we walked into your home, what would we see? Ooh. Or what would you like to I was just saying, like, you walk down, you see boxes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a look. It's it, a look. You know, look. it's a style. Ooh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I love strong colors Mm -hmm. and I love patterns and I love prints Mm -hmm. and so even trying to reassemble life 
the things that I find that I'm drawn to, they don't match. Like I, nothing really matches. Um, Says who? Well, thank you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I like for for patterns to to be adjacent to each other. I think that's very very fun. Mm. Um, I'm also embracing. Um, things whatever makes me happy yeah you know there really aren't rules if if i'm walking down the street and somebody has put like a cool lamp out to be picked up Mm -hmm. i have definitely taken Mm -hmm. it home and like bleached it like this works in this corner yeah um i have a lot of art um by african-american artists and stuff i like to go to there's an annual art fair that's up in harlem it's terrific and for years i was like collecting things there so i've got and as well as um art from African countries. So I've got things from uh, Zimbabwe, like a beautiful sculpture. Um, I've got, you know, just paintings, you know, small figurines. and So I like all of that to express, you know, my Afrocentricity. But I also have, you know, I really, I love art from when I travel. So I've got art from Bali. I've got art from um, Thailand. I've got art from... Not I. I didn't collect too much in you know places in Europe. Interestingly, okay. Um, but I would love to. I just I haven't been that many places. I got some stuff from France, but I like that. I'll do that in, before I buy a T-shirt mm. any day. Like okay. I'll buy like a bowl or you know uh, uh, something to hold things in my kitchen yeah. or a picture, whatever. And yeah, things that speak to you. Yeah, and I've got art of of like young kids in my life because that's beautiful to me too my Mm -hmm. cousin christian who was a guest on the show when he was little um he had i remember that episode yeah like tom and jerry Mm -hmm. and i still have that like that's framed because you know and i've got my cousins in uh, chicago they've painted things so it's it's a mashup Mm -hmm. whatever i love a mashup my life all right well, thank you. That was a fun one. I have I've never even thought about that. <laughs> I just pick up what I like. Good. So, well, I we have we have so much to cover. So let's just hop right in. I wish we actually were visually recording yeah. this because girlfriend yeah, is uh-huh. doing like voguing right uh-huh. now. <laughs> So, so delighted to have the beautiful and talented (laughs) and wise, so wise, as you guys are going to know, Jen Toth, who is here in studio with us. Jen is a digital illustrator and a fashion model with a big heart for local haunts. Now, like many, Jen spent most of 2020 in the quarantine looking for ways to get out of her head. Inspired by the camaraderie of her community in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, she began scribbling local landmarks, bringing brick and mortar buildings to life through a mixture of watercolor and digital technology, through clean lines and seductive curves. Yes, awashed in saturated hues, her whimsical illustrations capture the beating heart of New York City. Though... She took an interest in sketching as a young girl. It was sartorial design sketches she witnessed on the job that made her fall in love with this form. And today she is a self-taught artist driven to explore other cities. And with this new medium, Jen hopes to embrace new communities and look for ways to give back. And she has this beautiful quote where she said, I see a city of strivers and survivors where ideas are brought to life and people from all walks of life walk together. Welcome. Welcome, Jen. Oh my God, you guys, that intro was so amazing. I feel like we just had sex or something. Like, it's so 
early in the morning and I'm smiling so big. I just feel I'm so happy to be here. Yay. As you should. Well, as you know, like we've been trying to get this on mm-hmm. for quite some time in the, the trying to reboot and things. So just thank you for coming. Thank you for coming so early in the morning. I love a commute. Are you kidding me? The subway is my favorite place. I got a coffee this morning. I spilled it on myself. I was at CVS doing the Tide Stick. I came here 10 minutes early. I'm, Girl. I'm here for you guys. Yay. Like, this is my like favorite New York moment right now in the year. Well, I've already climaxed, so we could. Yeah. <laughs> Girls can go again. Yes. No, it's all good. Fine. Like, so before we like dig into all of the things, can yeah. you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, where are you from, and how did you get to New York? What brought you here? Oh God, that story is so fun. It's about a girl who grew up in Ohio on a farm. Uh, you know, are you talking in the third person? This is her. This is oh, her. okay. I'm like, oh, this, this is, is her. Oh my and gosh. Yeah, super simple life. Um, my mom is Filipino. My dad is Hungarian. Grew up on like farm in Ohio, like 300 acres. Super wow. idyllic life. Very different from what I'm living right now. And then I was scouted. I'm fast forwarding a lot. I was scouted in college when I was at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, I was in Italy. And I was oh my God. kind of walking shows, um, doing the modeling thing. Kind of came back to the U.S., and then started splitting my time between New York and Asia right away. So that's just kind of like the very, very three-liner of how I was born and came to New York. And can I enter real quickly? When you yes. say scouted, because yes. this is fascinating, are you like walking out of pre-cal and someone comes up to you and taps you on the shoulder and they're like, come with me, gorgeous human? I mean, it wasn't pre-cal, but <laughs> it was, you know what? Oh, God, I don't think I've ever told this story before. I was with my boyfriend who was coming up to visit me at Ohio State and we were at the mall. And this man, like like older man, approached me and my boyfriend at the time and scouted me. Wow. And I gave him my number. I don't know why. He contacted me. I felt like in a really safe space because someone else was there. Mm. And then just kind of convinced me to go to this open scouting audition with maybe like thousand other girls with 10 agents with 10 agencies kind of like in a line as girls are like walking in saying that they want you that they don't and then I kind of walked in and an agency wanted me right away I was signed with Ford and then (gasps) two weeks later they kind of sent me off to be developed amazing and did you have and like did you really was modeling on your radar or were you like what oh my god what is this oh my god (laughs) honestly thank god it found me I would be like in a cubicle somewhere (laughs) In Ohio, I don't even know what kind of clothes I'd be wearing, but I, no, it was not, it was something that was never on my radar. Fashion was not on my radar. Um, I was going to school for finance. Okay. So again, I would probably be like a CPA or an accountant somewhere. That is still a noble profession. Yes, still it is. Still a noble profession. I love my accountant, Mina. Shout out. He's Greek. I mean, he does wonders for me. But did you consider yourself gorgeous right. as, when you were a kid, a teenager, uh, all of that? Um, great question. No. What? Well, you know, you grow up in a place like Ohio. I mean, my mom is Filipino, um, so I'm I'm mixed. And then my sister was full Filipino. I had this moment where I was really, really young, 
And I was like, my family's so normal. Our family is so normal. Our family was not normal. We're in rural Ohio where everyone is white and we're kind of this Asian American mixed family. And then I kind of realized I was like, oh, I'm not typical blonde, brunette, pale skin. I really kind of am in other in other out there. When did you feel that? Um, when I would bring rice to mm. in my in my school lunch, mm. so I realized, oh, it's not sandwiches. Mm-hmm. There would be like rice and stir fry, mm. and no one would want to switch with me. I would have switched with you. Now you would, just like I wanted. Mm-hmm. See, I'm thinking like you and Hannah have yeah. that in common because Hannah grew up on a farm too. Cultural yes. way of eating. It's, Thank God, not the standard American diet. It's total. I mean, it's so different. I knew where my food was coming from yeah. outside. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. Hannah used to have pheasant and I had peanut butter and mm-hmm. jelly and I was, I'd go home like, mom, <laughs> come on, you're stiffing us. But yeah. isn't that something, thinking that it's not great? Well, I would have had your, your rice. I mean, I really tried and then I kind of begged my parents. It's like, I don't know, I felt, then there was kind of a moment where I assimilated kind of straight away to an American lifestyle thinking that it assimilated and then I kind of came to New York and I was like hit with all this awesome diversity mm-hmm. and just knowing that oh I still have so much more of culture to experience mm. so not to date you because you are if you told me that you were 22 I'd be like yep I mean you guys you got to follow her on all the insta webs because it's just a thing of beauty that I'm <laughs> beholding right now yes but at the time that you entered the fashion industry, yeah. were you, and I hate to do this in an overly simplistic way, but yeah. did you feel like you had the look or were you being, mm. you know, kind of put into this other lane? Because it's so interesting yeah. that you say Ford. My uncle, uh-huh. shout out Uncle Steve, yeah. he was with Ford nice. in the 80s and in the 90s Whoa. and some of his best friends were as well. And nice. so that's, in, so they, you know, they're older and stuff, yeah. but um, they were coming up in a time where there was very little diversity in the industry. And so what at the time when you entered, what was the experience like? Were you like, do I need to try to look like Christy Brinkley? Are they trying to dye my hair? Like, what was that about? You know, I I was always like kind of like a smiley. I No, I am a smiley, happy individual. I kind of wake up every morning and I think on the happiness scale, I'm like an 8.5, which mm. is great. It's, it's amazing. It shows like and I really like it. So I was kind of always geared towards the ambiguous, happy, athletic kind of girl. Mm -hmm. I sort of like knew my place right away and Mm -hmm. what the industry was. Um, But no one could ever get a gauge of what I was, who I was. I was just always ambiguous. Mm -hmm. I was, um, I'm doing air quotes, and was the exotic girl on every shoot, which they need to show kind of that Mm -hmm. for for what or for who can buy their fashion. You just kind of want to show that there's a range of people out there that where the clothing is accessible. Mm-hmm. For sure. But I like what I'm seeing now in fashion. Okay. All sizes, all shapes, all heights, all all ethnicities, all genders. I love it. Yeah. It's super super exciting. Yeah. It's like also sexy to be inclusive. Isn't it? Yes, it is. It absolutely, absolutely is. And I think that the more that the more that it becomes normal for 
everybody to be on this stage. I think just the better off everyone will be. I I a hundred I absolutely a hundred percent feel that way. And I love working with really diverse girls and I love seeing diverse groups behind the scenes. I just I want to hear I love hearing personal stories of people. This mm-hmm. is kind of like this is what feeds me. Mm-hmm. I'm like everyone has an interesting story. Everyone has like an interesting place. Everyone has an interesting memory. I'm like, give me that on set. I'm a little chatty on set, so sometimes I have to tone it down and like remember I have to work. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, what like what is what is style to you if you had to like define it? And what is beauty to you? Oh, these are great questions that I've never been asked. Um, they certainly seem effortless to you, just as, mm-hmm. you know. But. Yeah. You know, I guess style to me is your personal philosophy on the day. Mm. Um, it can go in loops and curves, and it doesn't always have to be a straight line. And I like that you can kind of project today I want to be strong Mm -hmm. and then you can use your garments to kind of denote that Mm -hmm. um today I want to be soft you know again you can kind of use your garment your garments to denote that I think beauty is a healthy mindset and a healthy lifestyle Mm -hmm. and I think it's kindness Ooh, kindness is beautiful beautiful. yeah kindness is everything beauty sex appeal I think when you see someone who is kind, mm. that to me is just like they're shining. See, I think that that speaks to actually your own inner set of values because mm. I actually think that kindness is underrated. Mm-hmm. I was going to actually, when you asked me the question that when we started off, yeah. I was going to say kindness, but I don't know because it really is important. It's so important. It's mm-hmm. important to people who it's important to. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. And mm-hmm. and I wonder if there isn't enough emphasis on that in, you know, how people are, are reared or raised or whatever. Yeah. Like, we're... Because we, we had similar upbringings in the sense of, like, you're taught to like, go to school, like, get an education, all that stuff, mm-hmm. achieve something. Mm-hmm. But, like, what was the emphasis on, like, but who are you? Mm-hmm. Who are... And how do you treat people? Mm-hmm. Um, because... There's so many things that you can, and I'm using air quotes, succeed at without right. being kind. Yeah. So we tell my kids, my husband and I, you don't have to be the smartest. You don't have to be the best athlete. You have to be the nicest kid in your class. You have to be the kindest kid. Amen. So I'm trying. Yes. yes. The other stuff will fall right. into it place. It does. It falls into place. And when you're when you're met with kindness, you want to reciprocate with kindness. You Whereas like you get somebody that is just mean and nasty and you're and it's like oh, it's awful. Yeah. yeah. Well actually I wanna I wanna dig into that a little bit. Okay. What about and both of you? Like what do you do when you are confronted with someone nasty? Do you find it difficult to exhibit kindness to them anyway? I'll let you take that one. <laughs> Sorry, I have this look on my face. Girl, that is a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> you know a little bit of my background, but um, it's hard. It's uh, kindness is so essential, you know, and it sometimes is a huge moment for us to pause if like we are met with these feelings of like I want revenge I want to be unkind I want to put this person in their place 
And that's probably one of the biggest lessons that I've been learning since like the end of last year is like to take a moment of pause and reflection. Um, but I'm when I'm met with someone who is unkind to me, I'm now like, okay, there's trauma behind this. Mm-hmm. This is the only way this person can protect themselves is how this person is probably acting. Mm-hmm. And that kind of makes me empathize a lot with that person. Yeah. But I can still hold that person accountable. And for other everyday people that maybe I don't know that are unkind on the subway or on the street, I'm just like, that person did not get sleep. Mm. And I'm like, I'm probably three hours of sleep away from being that person on any given day. So I try to remember that too. That's incredibly empathic and compassionate. We need need more gents out there. (laughs) Yes, yes, because we're so, I think... We're rushing all the time yeah. anyway to try mm-hmm. to get things done or get to the next whatever. The, the, you, you said it, to just pause, yeah. to pause and reflect and try to gain understanding. Mm-hmm. There's no time for that, mm-hmm. you know, or so we say. It's just like, what a, mm. mm-hmm. you know, how dare they. Mm. And then the ego, well, for me, I was only talking, if my ego gets caught up in it, yeah. oof, then it be- oof. it's like a vortex because all the things, it's the, the wanting to ugh, dig out, slash tires, you know, blow up on social. Oh, my God. My revenge mind is amazing. <laughs> like, the narrative I can write to get revenge will last. It's so freaky. It will last years on an incident. And I'm like. Oh my God, drink water. Uh, (laughs) Drink water. You do not need to live in this mindset. And then pause. I have to like pause, breathe, put my mind somewhere else, and then I'll kind of get over it. Mm -hmm. But I I find that the, I'm, some some things some some acts mm-hmm. of unkindness have cut so deeply mm-hmm. like in like recent experience mm-hmm. that the only thing that's helping is trying to gain um, edu- like to educate myself on what's the trauma behind this because this is not normal I do not deserve yeah. even though I do not deserve that's that's such ego yeah. talk but mm-hmm. that feeling is very real mm-hmm. um, and so trying to see how. Like so many of us are walking around performing out our wounds on other people. Mm -hmm. And it does take a bit of, you know what, this really isn't about me, poor thing. Oh my God. To move through and not just stay in that that place. I saw this quote, I think it was on Instagram. It's so funny to find like mantras on Instagram, Mm -hmm. but it was something like, if a horse doesn't like the situation, it just leaves. <laughs> I was very much like, I want to be the horse. Uh-huh. Yes. I'm like, oh, if I don't like a situation, I can just walk away. Silently turn and like, walk in the other if direction. If I don't like where our conversation is going, I'm like, if I'm triggered, I'm like, oh, okay, I can just walk away like mm. the horse. Mm. And I can always come back later when I'm in a better place or in mm. a better mindset, or I cannot. Yes. And I'm like, oh, I just... Maybe I should be more like a horse in and, that mindset. And horses are so graceful, oh, you know? know. Talk about like style and beauty. They they just they exist in their power. Yeah, you, you grew up with horses, yeah. and because they're not bothered by mm-hmm. it, or they don't show it if they, they are. They don't show it. No. The flies, they don't care. I know. Just doing Easy. their thing. Easy peasy. With a group, but individual. Yes. Yeah. Well, I know that Hannah has art questions, so I definitely want to. 
get to those. Can oh. you tell us? Actually, I, I do want to read this quote by Iman because it provides us a nice mm, little transition. Right. Um, the, the wonderful fashion icon Iman once Love. said, the women that I gravitate towards are the ones who defy convention and reinvent themselves. Hence, they reinvent the world around them. Mm. So you having this amazing modeling career Mm -hmm. that started a minute ago Mm -hmm. and you're still thriving. Mm -hmm. What made you want to get into the the world of visual as you know, work as a visual artist? Because Mm -hmm. and I'll I'll break it down a bit. She does. You guys have to follow her on the grams Mm -hmm. at Jen Scribbles NY. And you will see she has made a huge audience for herself. She takes these beautiful, iconic buildings all over New York City, and she illustrates them. They look like things straight out of the New Yorker. Like when you first showed Mm. them to me, that's what I thought it was. And I'm like, whoa, they're beautiful. Thank you. But how? talk us through the the, that transition, that Bali moment where you were like, wait a minute, I want to you know, come off of this runway and and draw pictures. Okay. So my ballet moment happened in the pandemic because of the pandemic. Okay. For no other reason than I couldn't work. Oh. And I always like, okay, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to bullshit you guys. I was sitting Please in don't. my apartment and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I was like kind of spiraling out of control. I just like had a breakup. What am I going to do? I need to self-soothe. I'm going to paint. I'm going to journal. I did all the things that everyone was doing during COVID, whatever. Wine Zoom calls, wine Zoom calls at like 10 a.m., 4 a.m., whatever. <laughs> And then that's all very sourdough bread. Yeah, I I did. Super healthy, very healthy coping mechanisms. It was all like it was a roller coaster. But consistently throughout the whole thing, I was sketching, painting and I was journaling. And then I'm like always taking the paints off, waiting for things to dry. It's just I'm in my New York apartment, which is a one bedroom, which is already small. And I'm like, I can't wait for three more days for this thing to dry so Mm. I can keep adding on to it. I bought the iPad and it was just creativity like exploded in my mind where I was like, oh, I can do anything on the cuff. There was no fear of like the initial mistake when you're going to like commit to something on paper. Like there's I can always race. I can start over. Mm. And it was having like a built in art studio at my fingertips that was super mobile. And I something about having that just expanded my creativity And then a little bit more context, a lot of my friends were moving during COVID. And I was just like, oh, I miss them. I miss our memories, our favorite places, where we used to to eat. Uh, I was just desiring a lot of that again. And I started sketching our favorite places. Mm. And I sent it to them and I showed it to them. And they were like, put it on Instagram. And I did and it spiraled from there so it was just for me it was like a self-soothing moment a moment of like real memories I had with a lot of my friends and then once I put it on Instagram the reaction I got was amazing Mm -hmm. and I felt so many people were going through the same thing that I was going through in a way that you know you couldn't express with words but maybe you could feel through pictures and you know a flow of memories that were happening within kind of what was happening in New York at the time. And I just sort of leaned into it. Just maybe it was intuitively um, 
you know, I think what you said about intuition, you know, maybe we don't listen to it enough. Mm-hmm. I just intuitively kept posting and I just like intuitively just kept sketching my favorite places. And I think people responded in like a really positive way. And it's positive for me because it's self-soothing and it seems to kind of bring joy to a lot of people. So I'm happy. Did you let people say, like, did someone say first, may I buy this? Or did you think, oh, I could make a little money selling these? Yeah, I think someone initially DM'd me um, that they wanted to purchase it. So cool. And I was like, oh my God, someone wants to (laughs) purchase. I didn't even think of it as art. I felt so strange, like, like writing this person oh and here's the price and then I had to figure out really fast how this stuff was going to happen um but it it just it 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 boosted my self-confidence a little bit like oh people kind of want to buy this thing that I'm doing I'm like I've never really had that or felt that Mm -hmm. and I it was all from like a place of love and then when they got it they expressed how much they loved it and how much like their partner loved it and then just more sales kind of kept happening. Wow. And that must have felt really different from putting on someone else's product, right? And having it sell that way to like what you just said, you channeling your love into something that's completely unique to you that you created. Wow. Yeah. That's a really great, that's, I've never thought of it like that, but that definitely has something to do with it. It's like, you know, you kind of are make you're putting so much of yourself into this thing mm-hmm. and the fact that someone actually wants to i don't know pay you for this thing that you created it feels really good mm-hmm. and i i just I, I don't know i for all the people that have bought my stuff just thank you so much do you have any favorite buildings that you have captured or just moments in people's lives that you've <sighs> captured you know there's a few that come up for me like I don't know Frank's is like one of my favorite restaurants many birthdays many friends birthdays um I'm going to little Frankie's on March 4th for like one of my best friends baby showers which happens to be my birthday I couldn't think of a better way to celebrate like my birthday um you know I think for me sometimes like older like music venues have always been Mm. a great one a favorite show that I've seen um I think for some people, for a lot of people, first date spots, yeah, mm. engagement places. I illustrated this one place. Oh, it was so beautiful. And it was a commission from this couple who met on Trivia Night. It was Alligator Lounge. And I put it up on social media. And then all of a sudden, a girl just, it was so beautiful. Like, she was so open in her comments. She was like, this means so much to me. It was like the last place my brother took me before he passed away. I was, and kind of that moment made me think that like, you know, there are these places in New York that just hold so many memories for so many people, Mm. good, bad, you know, adventurous, that it's like, I love knowing, or I love thinking that I'm a fly on the wall Mm -hmm. for this and like hearing these stories, but also knowing that we're all living in this city experiencing happiness in these places that's so true and for me i so i studied architecture in college Uh. and one of the things that i recall um a teacher saying is like new york never really is it's 
always in motion, mm-hmm. like just the, the, the architectural history of it, like things are always changing. And with the pandemic, so many businesses fled and, and shut down and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. And so what you are capturing, I mean, it's so, especially small businesses, the mom and pops mm-hmm. that just could not say, but you are capturing not just the the companies, and but the people behind it and the interactions and the 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 significant experiences that people have with these places and the members. It's just, it's a beautiful memorial that you are offering to this grateful city. Are there other cities around the country or the world that you want to, to also oh. render? I mean, get me on a flight anywhere and I will <laughs> gladly illustrate so many places. Um, Yeah, it's a question I've been asked. Um, You know, I kind of have an eye on major cities. I I get a lot of commissions. Uh, A lot of stuff comes in from L.A. Mm. Um, I do like the idea of doing, like, super local, hyper local mom and pops um, in bigger cities that, you know, maybe I can illustrate this for them. And then they can use it on merchandise. They can use it for social. It's kind of a way for them to promote themselves to like a new generation of people that may not be as traditional. Everything is online and everyone is on Instagram or TikTok right now. Um, I think it's just a beneficial thing for small businesses to like know how to leverage these platforms just so they can get the following and so they think they can stay in business. When did you realize that you were really good at it? Um, That's a good question. And Okay, I'm going to answer this truthfully because normally I would be all humble and oh, I'm not like, oh, thank you. I'm not good at it. I will say that I am good at it. You're yeah. great at it. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to insult you. You're awesome at it. Thank you. And I'm, I really want women to kind of step up and know that when they're good at something, just be like, hell yes. Like, I mm-hmm. am good at it. Yes. Um, I kind of knew I was good at it through other people's lenses. And then Mm. after that, I kind of looked at my work and I realized, oh, I found a style right away. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, it is it is good. And I actually kind of have a distinctive style and maybe like a distinctive voice in what I'm doing. Um, And it but it took me probably like it took me a while to figure that out. And now I can say like, oh, I'm good at it. Yeah. It's really interesting because it is so not uncommon for, and I think women in particular, to not truly believe in your worth until someone else tells you that you have it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But w- when you were putting it out there, I guess because the intention wasn't necessarily for people to like mm-hmm. start buying it up, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know, maybe it did it not matter? It's like, well, I'm just doing this to do it. So whether you guys think it's it's valuable or not is kind of a non-issue. Um, but just outside of the art, um, when did you start to discover your own beauty as if as a soul? Oh my gosh, that's are you saying my soul is beautiful? We are <laughs> so saying your soul you. is beautiful. Um you know, thank you. My soul has been on a journey my whole life. And I will say it's it's hard. I know I have 
Oh, God, this is such a hard question to ask. No wrong answers. No wrong answers. No wrong answers. I know that um, I'm a good person. I'm a kind person. You know, so. How do you know that? Through action. Okay. Mm. I will say that I have follow through. And uh, I think it's important. I think uh, actions speak louder than words. Mm -hmm. And intention is very important behind everything you do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know that in terms of like my soul being beautiful, my, I will say like my intention behind a lot of things, I try to lead with kindness. Mm -hmm. I'm sometimes maybe five to 10% off and I do have moments. Um, But I'm always trying to like, again, pause and think about the intention of things. And have you always felt that, like, were you like that as a, was three-year-old Jen mm. just oh. as intentional? She was a monster. <laughs> no, she was, she was a crazy Terrorizing monster. Terrorizing the cows. Ter- but like, <laughs> totally. But I mean, I think I got, I don't know, I think I got a lot of that, you know, rage and all that stuff out kind of when I was young, my parents were so cool. You know, they opened the door and they were like, play. Just like play outside, do the thing, be creative. Mm-hmm. And I was, and a lot of times I was creative with myself and, you know, I was playing with myself. I mean, I grew up on a farm. Who am I going to like have to talk to? It's like trees and plants and like dust everywhere. I think mm-hmm. tree hugging is very therapeutic. I totally did it. I totally did it. Um, but yeah, it was... That kind of expression of freedom I've kind of always had, which is maybe why I'm in, which is maybe why I'm in careers that kind of give me that freedom outside, Mm -hmm. like modeling. It's like kind of creative expression in movement and how I'm walking and how I'm, how I'm looking, you know, in front of the camera. And then, you know, the art, it's just more freedom of expression, but I'm just committing it to it on paper. I love it. I want to return to two things that you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start with um, the one relating specifically to the modeling. Do you think that there are things about being a model that to the to folks on the outside looking in might misconceive about a model's life and, and what mm-hmm. you do? You know, because as somebody who's not a model, it seems so beautiful mm-hmm. and so glamorous. Is that an accurate um, take on what, what it's like? You know, behind the the curtain. Yeah, um, it's so funny you say that. Like, I think your life is glamorous. I think your life is glamorous. I oh hell no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but that's what I'm saying. You uh-huh. like the grass is always greener mm-hmm. on the other side. Mm-hmm. I love I love my clients. I love my agency. I love going to work. For me, at the end, I'm like, okay, it's a nine to five. How many looks do I have to do? Okay, I'm gonna do this, and then I'm doing this. Okay, and then I can leave. Hopefully, if I move fast enough, I'll leave by four thirty. But maybe if I move even faster, I can move by four fifteen. Like that mm. is where to me it's just a job. That's how your CPA thinks too. Oh my god, <laughs> I love it. Exactly, and I'm I'm just kind of lucky. Maybe it's a job where I'm doing these things. I'm able to like move my body in a creative way. I love collaborating on set, knowing that the photographer is there, the client is there, and, you know, everyone is cohesively working for an end goal. Mm -hmm. And the end goal is, like, the photo, the campaign, the end of day, selling the clothes, anything. But I love that there's, like, the cohesiveness behind it, Mm -hmm. and everyone is just 
doing their job and performing. Nice. Um, and I always go on, like, you trust. I always just trust everyone because they're – they wouldn't be there if they weren't amazing at whatever they're doing. And I, you know, I think I'm really lucky I get to shut it off at five. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. – sometimes I wear clothes. I don't even remember what I wear. Wow. I was going to say, do you feel at all like – an actor sometimes like mm. if the, if it's a line that you're like oh i love this line and this uh-huh. is so me or then other times you're like what are they putting on my body <laughs> all right i'm just gonna act like the clothes oh totally okay. unless someone will ask me for feedback on if i like it mm. no i probably usually will always say oh i love it mm-hmm. it's great it's like itching me it's like cutting <laughs> me in my armpit or super rare but i will usually just always just i'll just do my job okay. end of the day mm. maybe you don't want to hear from me mm. like maybe you don't i don't know if you ever really want to hear my thoughts but if you really ask i'll whisper to you mm. in in the back but also sets are different now i mean Sometimes I have therapy sessions on set, which mm. is really fun. Ooh. When you work with a client long enough, you kind of just like get to know them. And wow. you ask about their life, you know, you ask my parents. We all know about my life because I'm a chatty Cathy on set. Mm. So it's just like a fun way to, it's like having drinks with friends. So the like, I don't know, top model, project runway, everybody's like stabbing each other in the back. That's mm-hmm. not really how it is. I hope not. I mean, I am I have a lot of friends that are models, and we are very supportive of each other, That's which great. is great. And these girls are so strong. A lot of them are from other countries. They worked their way to be here. Um, we're smart. We're ambitious. We're really good savers. Um, we seem to have a shitty time finding men sometimes. <laughs> what? I, I How know. that makes any sense? I don't know. I, I don't understand. I don't know. The most beautiful women in the I planet. I don't know. Sometimes I, me and my friends, we talk about this all the time. But, you know, it's, you know, we're just living our lives, doing our jobs in, in New York City still, and like the backdrop of everything. Mm. Okay, now, okay, see, now you just giving me something else, but okay. I'm going to tie okay. this into okay. what I wanted to come back to. Okay. You said that, um, you know, part of your beauty is that, like, you have follow-through. Mm-hmm. And you gave to me one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever gotten in my life. I Do you know, know where this is going? I think I know exactly. It's think like a crackhead. Yes! <laughs> can you explain? Can you girls please elaborate oh on God. that? Okay. So we were getting drinks. Um, well, I don't even know what context we were talking about. I don't about. even know. I think it was kind of based on follow through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> I had this analogy of a crackhead that, you know, the crackhead wakes up in the morning. All they want to do is get crack. Yeah. Somehow they do it. Every day they get crack. They ask strangers for money they ask their sisters they go to their parents they ask i don't know anybody they'll steal something they'll break into a car anything they do to accomplish their goal yeah at the end of the day which is to get more crack they all they have amazing follow-through and i'm just thinking i think we were talking about men probably probably (laughs) i think we were talking about you know a lot of men or individuals, a lot of people, you know, say that they're going to do something mm-hmm. and they're like, but I'm going to wait maybe like six months or like, you know, a year. I really want to think about it. I'm like, do the thing. 
do have the follow like be the crackhead yeah. and get to the end of the day with your goal <laughs> amazing and it can happen every day you can have a new goal every day i mean oh the crackhead is only crack but you can have a new goal every day like mm. make a new friend do a piece of art write three or four pages in the thing but have the follow-through mm-hmm. to do it at the end of the day and not look back with regret like do the thing have the follow-through be the crackhead. Be wow. the crackhead. And I remember you were like, and they don't even have resources of community. Yeah. yeah. They have no resources. And they're doing, they have no resources, no money. And somehow they always, they make it happen. They make it happen. Couldn't that be a t-shirt? Yes. <laughs> Live your life with the tenacity of a crackhead. I mean, and this is, the Bali effect does not disparage yeah, yeah. addiction or minimize exactly. it in any way. Truly, we are saying this tongue in cheek. However, there's something to be said about the level of persistence of just getting it done at get any done. cost. Get it done, any cost. Like, network, you know, reach out to people. If you really want to do the thing that you really want to do, I think, like, you have, you can project your own lifestyle. Mm. Yeah. And like take the initiative, find the connections, but also listen, you know, it's also don't be the talker in the room. I also think the smartest person is the one who is silent, mm. who is listening. We have to remember that listening is an active skill. Yes. And a lot of people don't think it is. A lot of people think that it's lazy or people being passive. Like listening is active and you're absorbing and taking in information. Be a listener too. See, this all speaks to just how important process is. Mm. I, I think, you know, we everybody values like the thing, even with the crackhead analogy, extending mm-hmm. it out. Um, even with that, we, we're still looking to get to the thing, you know, so whatever I have to do. But it's like all those steps throughout the day to yeah. get to the thing also mm. are extremely valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and speaking to things that are underrated, sometimes that's even underrated, mm-hmm. like... Um, I could go down that line, but I want to get to, to something else that you said. And do this is not like a, a pry into your, your life. Tell me. But just in general, you, you said that mod, your model friends and you have experienced like difficulty, you know, romantically. And it's like, how is that even possible when you look the way that you look and are exposed to such a very glamorous <laughs> and public, you know, platform? Does... <laughs> I don't know even the question I'm really trying to ask. Do you think that in any way you have not been fully seen because oh God, what cry. you do? Oh, I don't mean to make you No, cry. that's really no, it's good. Really it's good a good question. It's a good cry. Keep going with your yeah, question. Yeah, because hear. I'll start crying because, yeah. and I don't, I don't, you know, I, I do not project, I don't have to be public. I'm yeah. super private. Mm-hmm. And yet in my own experiences, I have felt freaking invisible to people standing right in front of me who I think know me and it's it's heartbreaking and I don't know the way around that I don't other than whether they do or they don't has to not fully even matter for me but does that land or is it relatable at all yeah you know it's super it's it's so relatable you know there are a lot of times where you know I don't like, I, I don't really feel seen. Mm. And it just, it sucks. You know, you only, like, some people only see, like, an outward projection. My girlfriends see me. If I could be in a relationship with women, thriving. I wish. Yes. I have I, had I, that thought I so many times. my mind could get there. Yeah. But, I mean, my girlfriends, 
honestly, my mother really sees me too, mm-hmm. which is amazing. My mother's fucking fantastic. I mm-hmm. really see her too as an individual and a human and just a nurturer. But, you know, I think that I'm, I'm open. Like I love love. And I don't think I knew that until maybe like very recently mm-hmm. that like, I really love love. And I have recently had a few conversations with people where people are like, but you're vulnerable. Like you say everything, like you're communicative. And I'm like, oh, thank you for, I feel seen. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, thank you for listening and acknowledging me. But I, you know, I, I am looking for that, you know, like being seen and like, you know, partnership and all like the cool stuff that go along with it and like building something, you know, fucking fantastic. And I don't know, maybe I understand, I guess maybe I understand that some people are so focused on themselves that, you know, their narrative is kind of all over the place. So they can't really be fully present and see me. And I'm like, that's maybe now I'm kind of like, that's okay. Cause maybe now I just have to see myself. There you go. Girl, this whole like put yourself forward is no bullshit. It's <laughs> it's gotta be, I mean, like we're at the top of the pyramid. We are the pyramid. What's it's, put yourself forward? Uh taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um and I've been doing that probably the last few months. Um the illustrations help. I, that's my way of like self-soothing. Mm-hmm. Um conversations are always great. I love to hear other perspectives. Um I really share with my friends. My friends have really been there for me. Um, my mom, again, is just a super supportive individual, and she's wickedly funny. Like, I had no clue growing up Aww. how funny my mom could be. I mean, okay, I'll give you an example. My mom is Filipino, and I'm half Asian, you know, but, you know, a little bit lighter skinned. We would be in the supermarket and she'd be like, you have to stay close to me or they'll think I kidnapped you. (laughs) And I never really understood that. And I'm like, oh, this was her growing up, like living in Ohio Mm -hmm. with with the projection of other people looking at us knowing that like you have to stay close to me. Don't wander too far Mm -hmm. because like if I'm grabbing you by the hand, people might think that there's a crazy Asian woman trying to steal this like white child Mm -hmm. and I'm like mom you're funny yeah she's really like she had that sense of humor when I was young I'm like you're funny yeah isn't it amazing when we start to see our parents outside of their role as parent yeah you know like I was even like just asking myself like you know dad isn't just dad he's Franklin Mm. what do you know Mm -hmm. like who is that because I'm always just thinking like dad 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 but like, yeah. whoa, he's a person. He's, so that's great. And then you see, like, they're human. They have these cool characters. And then the flaws. But then that's a whole other I love, episode. Yeah, <laughs> I love the flaws. I love, 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 love the flaws. We're all doing stuff for the first time in life. So mm-hmm. I can imagine having a child never having, like, everything. Like, we're going to be bad at everything initially. I don't know if anyone is ever really great at things. But, like, mistakes are always a part of life. Mm-hmm. And I think that just makes us a little inches us a little bit more towards knowing what we want to do or maybe having some answers i freaking love it i know do you have any other questions uh i i i wanted to say well 
after like combing through mm. Instagram mm. and your Etsy shop mm. and your website, mm. which we'll give everybody. Mm. I just love that you can capture, and we talked about this a moment in time, mm. like these amazing restaurants where people have these mm. wonderful memories. And I was looking through and, you know, uh, like for all the ones that have closed, I'm yeah. like, oh, like 21. Oh. Your Bryant Park Grill is so oh, beautiful. I know. But are. honestly, one of my favorites was – and Dee Dee, I didn't know that you majored in architecture. I, I didn't major in it. I just studied it. You studied it. it. I, that was my major that I switched. Okay. Yeah. But did you see the her – like the cornice of the NYU building with the flag? No. I freaking loved that one. Thank you. And like who walks by that building and they're like, oh, there's NYU. But like it's so striking. I loved that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Can I get on your uh, commission list? Yeah, you okay, can get great. on. <laughs> I'll, okay, good. I'll put you to the front of the queue. You remind me a little bit of, um, are you familiar with Carly Beck? No. She, look up her work. She's okay. She went from fashion industry, not modeling, but I think just working for designers okay. and, and is an illustrator, but like very sort of whimsical and oh, cool. she does exteriors and interiors. But things like, you know, you're looking at something and you capture it like she did inside people's medicine cabinets, right? Love and like that. all the cool bottles of whatever you're using on your face and your body. So I just like that you've, you really found yourself and you started to sketch what had meaning to you or had meaning to other people and it's beautiful i'll take that compliment so beautiful thank you seriously like authenticity really does freaking resonate Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. what you do from the heart i believe it's coming from someplace outside Mm -hmm. that everybody who's plugged in also shares so it's like oh i i recognize this this is you know it speaks to me because i'm carrying a little piece of this you know this heartbeat of the world Mm -hmm. too and you feel the love in your pictures Mm -hmm. i really yes i I, we we cannot encourage people enough to to get on what she is doing um so we like to end every because here we are we're already at time but so easy this was really fun see but we like to ask people just some closing questions Mm -hmm. um and i've got two and it you know if you can answer just in one sentence okay however long or short whatever Mm -hmm. it is but fill in the rest of this sentence okay i hope a year from now that i am I hope a year from now I am I am sitting in front of you guys holding a book that I wrote and illustrated. Oh yes. Hell yes. yes. I am so here for oh, it. Oh yeah. Thank you. Yes. I'm so here for it. And Thank you God. have the follow through like a crackhead. So That's yeah. right. Girl. <laughs> have that book on my coffee table yes. in one year's time there yeah. you go hand do you want to ask the last one i hope that a year from now i am no longer oh i hope from a i hope a year from now i am no longer oh goodness that's a hard one i hope a year from now i am no longer hmm I hope a year from now I am no longer. Oh, girl, that's a hard one. Shit, I'm taking a moment to pause on that one because it really, really is a good one. You know, I hope a year from now I'm I'm able to let go. I hope I'm able to like let go of some things. Mm. 
Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. This was so good. This was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank now, you where can. can people find out about all of your work mm-hmm. and buy your work? Um, we already shouted out at Jen Scribbles NY yes. on Instagram. But also, do you want to plug the other Instagram? Oh, yes. Um, well, what my what other Instagram? Just kidding. All right. Oh, wait. Oh, you know what? I'll plug, um, you know, my website, www.jenscribblesny.com. I will also plug, you know, I work for a nonprofit. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, my gosh. No, it's okay. Don't worry. And how, did you, how did you start working? What's the nonprofit? How did you um, start working with them? You know, the nonprofit is Kio Project. Um, I believe it's Kio, K-I-O-O dot project. Um, what do um, they do? Um, we teach photography through the guise of gender equality. So what we do is we teach girls first, and then the girls teach the boys. There's a gallery show. We do a two-week intensive, but then we work with the local school or village or school village um, for a year for the program. Um, we are going to be doing two more activations this year. We are totally supported by Fuji cameras, and we're just pumped to probably, you know, teach photography and gender equality to more people around the world. And what countries are you operating? Um, We were in Nepal during Thanksgiving, but we've done, let me think, Haiti, Africa, India. um, I think we've done one in Brooklyn. I'm totally missing a lot of things because I'm on the spot. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we've we've been there. Kio, K-I-O-O. People can support it. Can they buy the pictures that the kids are taking? You know what? Yes, our store is live as of two days ago. All right. All right. So Website, please. It's great. We have the kids have a really amazing eye. It's also super cool to see photos from a child between the ages of 12 and 14 when, you know, their height is limited. So it's ah. like they're getting a different perspective on the world than, you know, mm-hmm. you and me. So just they're capturing kind of like their story. They're learning about their voice. So anyone who wants to help and support, they can go to keo.project. Love it. Thank you so much, Jen. Thank Thank you, you, Jen, guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, folks, that does it for this episode of The Bali Effect. Thank you from the bottom, the top, and the center of our hearts for exploring life's pivotal moments with us. We really do love you for listening. And we'd love to stay in touch, so please follow us on Instagram at the underscore Bali underscore effect and subscribe to The Bali Effect wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to tune in next time when we ask another precious person about their life journey because a Bali moment can happen at any time. And it can happen to anyone, especially you. Thank you! We love you. (laughs) Bye. Bye.